everybody welcome to episode 111 of the bonehead podcast where we talk all things blood bowl Jingle. Welcome back. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben. How you doing, BT? Hello, good evening. Yeah, doing really well. Doing really well. Thank you. And we've also joined by, I kind of, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a cool sci-fi reference. Uh, lightsaber seems too obvious. Cylon seems a little bit too intimidating. Anyway, we're joined by T.O. Extraordinaire, Triple Pal. Trips, how you doing today? Evening, guys. I'm all good, thanks. Oh, look at it. It's so swish. Trips has got this fancy backlight in his office now, and it's sound activated, so it, like, shimmers. Yeah, every time you make a noise, it plays around. It's really good for distracting people from actually working out whether you've done the thing you've asked, been asked to do or not. The problem is uh, that when Trips starts rapping, it can be quite dangerous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Freestyle are... Trips is coming later. Yeah, we are also joined by the patreon chat so a big hello to everyone in there we've got brute fun we've got nicholas dunlop uh we've got karen we've got um graham pickett the resident dwarf andrew primack also known as gold account how you doing mick t baron mark how you doing chris stevenson i just saw a cool dungeon roster actually from chris stevenson come through uh and uh very 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 excited uh what we got in chat brute fun says plants flag i claim this chat <laughs> Oh, Brutey was there first before. Uh, we got some questions in chat as well, which we'll come back to later. Ooh, questions involving squigs, which is wicked. But anyway, today is episode 111. Now, that would be a really great one to do about like Lord of the Rings and stuff, but not so much today. BT, can you remember what we're talking about? Yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, release speed and fatigue, like how, you know, stuff comes out. Is that too much? Um, we'll also be going through some whatever questions we get in the chat, um, but also just usual news and hobby. Bit of a chill, you know, bit of patter. Absolutely. Look, last week, last week, was it last week? I guess it was kind of last week, wasn't it? Last week, Blood Bowl 3 episode was, um, was two weeks ago? Was 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 less positive than I think we'd normally be in most circumstances. I think most of it was pretty justified. But uh, as we go through the news, I am going to pass it over to Trips at that point to give us a Blood Bowl 3 update. But there's some other bits and bobs to talk through first. So I tell you what, let's hit the news. Uh, right, let's go to news, where we've got our spinny camera, because we're going to be talking about some Talk of the about release news. speed. Yeah, there you go, there you go, <laughs> he got the accidental reference, I didn't mean to do that at all. Uh, we've got Papa Z in chat now, uh, Stevie126, Adam, how you doing? T-Sticks as well, we've got a massive crew tonight, this is wicked, Karen says audio is good, beautiful, 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 good. Right, I better flick this over to the other page and then select this feed here. I realise that I'm recording this and this is actually going to go out on the podcast bit, but it'll be fine. Dorset Dungeon Ball, I choose you, and video capture device, you are going to drop to the background and potentially need to be invisible, actually, for a second. 
because otherwise it's just going to have a little spinning, awesome spinning Skaven in the background. Let's get away to that. Anyway, Blood Bowl news. There's a couple of bits to look at. Uh, first of all, we've got Dorset Dungeon Bowl coming up. Uh, on May the 20th, Saturday, May the 20th, I think we've sold 34 tickets already, which means it's probably, I mean, we think we can fit 50 into entoyment, right? I think. Yeah, yeah pretty easily. Easy I think we could do 50. Oh, okay. okay, we can easily do more, but it means no one else gets to play anything, which is also fine. Well, no, 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 we've booked the whole thing out. Oh, is it just, that is it? It is just Dungeon Bowl and entoyment that day. Amazing. Which I know is really, really, really cool. Uh, last time, because we had dropouts and stuff, I sort of said to Carl, look, we'll bunch up and you've got a few tables that you can kind of share out. Um, but I'm expecting us to have a full house for, for Dungeon Bowl, um, which is really That's cool. Right. The new mats are here as well, including the new dungeon, Dungeon 3, which I'm very excited for, uh, especially because I need to build that pitch. So we've got like a nice bridge of Khazad Doom. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, so we've got that coming up and a quick check-in on tournaments. If you go to our website, burnoutpodcast.com forward slash tournaments, you can find tournaments around the world. And, uh, oh, I actually haven't refreshed this, but what have we got? We've got April's Fool Bowl coming up in Doncaster in April. Um, there is Europe. We've got June. Uh, Heart Bowl in Canada coming up. And so the, oh, the Tennessee Open. Uh, oh, God, the Tennessee Open. Played by Zinch is happening soon as well. So uh, Dungeon Dash in Australia is this weekend. Oh, that's cool. See, this is it. This is where we need um, we need more Blood Bowl streaming around the world so that we can check in virtually to other tournaments, right? Uh, that would yeah. be... That would be the absolute dream. But anyway, if you are uh, going to a tournament or running a tournament, um, then share it on the website so that we can put the word out and if you're looking for a tournament jump on to the website and see what else is going on obviously the naf collect stuff but we like to just be supportive as well so on to actual blood bowl news and uh fanath fanath are a great little company that just produce models and they just dropped a team absolutely out of nowhere which is the bretonian nobles uh i think there's knowing them they normally do like a couple of different sets but this one here is a 65 euro team 16 players two blitzers two throwers four bodyguards one two three four five six seven linemen and an ogre blood tithe ben what team do you think that would be good for? I think this might be good for nobility. And yeah, I think it is really good. Like I, I when you shared this, I was like, wow, that's actually really nice. Um, probably my favorite nobility team out there. Um, if I'm being honest, that, I think it's just really fits the bill. That yeah. is fair. I mean, there aren't really that many nobility teams out there at the moment, is there? I think there's the... Exactly. Uh, games well, also, sure. there's a couple of updated. I think Grebo updated their Bretonian one. I oh, think. okay. Um, That's fair. Yeah, we, I think we've seen a couple of, like, one or two others, maybe. Um, but, yeah, when this drops, I'm just like, damn, I think I might replace my Games Workshop one, because this is <laughs> yeah. uh, this is way more characterful. So. Uh, not the purple helmet team. Well, I'll probably paint them the same, but, yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Won't uh... dwell on that one. <laughs> <laughs> rename the team uh so yeah it's a it's a bretonian themed team you've got a couple of knights you've got uh your kind of man at arms who i guess are your bodyguard people that's the yeomans yeah. i guess yeah. um and they've kind of gone a robin hood style for the 
the linemen. Like you've got, well, you've got Hunchback of Notre Dame, you've got Robin Hood, Big Old John, Friar Tuck, and a little jester guy who that just makes me so happy that they've which oh he's the halfling the, the jester the little jester is the halfling he's the halfling yeah he's the there halfling. is no halfling on no nobility is there uh no there isn't that must be so i yeah. guess he is just a, he's just a lineman he's just a lineman yeah yeah I, when i first saw it i thought oh for a human team he can be your your halfling uh but that would take some repositioning anyway it's a pretty cool team and 65 euros uh what is it made out of i'm assuming resin now Fanath resin, resin. Yeah, yeah resin. Oh, I miss the Fanath metal teams. That that frog team. It, do you know if it's? Do you know if the resin's the same as they had for their dwarves, which was kind of like weirdly rubbery? I don't know. I, I mean, think what... it might be Psyocast. I think. Ooh. Uh, I can't quite remember, but it might be lit up anyway. Um, get back to you. Well, we've um, this is really cool. We've ordered it, so it's on route. Oh, there so you go. we'll um, we'll do an unboxing when it turns up. Yeah, man, ordered it quite quickly because I thought this is pretty good, uh, and then yeah. See if we can't ship it over to BT to get some painting. Um, guys in chat, what do you think about the Bretonian team? Is it a little bit on the nose to actually produce a Bretonian team for the team that replaced Bretonians? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's really suitable. It's, it's, it's been yeah. a bit of a gap now since we've used the Bretonian phrase in relating to Blood Bowl. So we've had a had a clean year without them being in tournaments. It's blood Bretonians for Blood Bowl are like Tomb Kings for Warhammer, aren't they? It's always like they, they just killed them off. Everyone loves them, but they don't support them for some reason. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know if everyone really did love them. I actually, someone uh, brought this up the other day, and I, I, I don't know. And I, I remember thinking I actually do have some genuine animosity towards Bretonians and Bretonian teams and Bretonian armies because of so many years of playing against Ian's. And in in Warhammer Fantasy Battle, and I just I hate Bretonians. <laughs> yeah, had, had, had this banner called the Curse of Arrow Attraction or something, uh, or or <laughs> something like that, and it just oh I think it was called something different. Oh, something like oh, I don't know. It was you know chivalry le, de la arrow lady something. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> And it just meant that, you know, they had like a... But I can't remember what it was. It was like a minus one to hit or a ward save or something. I don't know. I just remember thinking, ah, oh, sweet, RBTs, repeated bolt throwers at nights. This is wonderful. And then Ian's stupid blooming banner just made it miserable. And then he just... Yeah, anyway, blooming. Bretonians, absolute garbage. Anyway, but... Baron and cool said they, um, they killed off Bretonians in fantasy as well. But actually, they didn't. They are now flesh-eater courts, so they're technically still around. <laughs> they kind of killed yeah. off everything in fantasy, except Gotrek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, why is Gotrek not in, in Blood Bowl? Uh, yeah, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Gotrek and Felix is like a star player duo. Oh, how um, good would that be? <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, dungeon names a better name than Dungeon 3. Actually, we do need to name the dungeons, and I'll tell you what. We'll do that once we've built the 3D dungeons, Papa Z. We'll we'll get we'll give them like classic D and D style names. Um, but anyway, Bretonian team, we've got an unboxing coming soon, and yeah, it's very 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 cool. Like to see that. Then there's only one other Kickstarter thing, but it's not really a team. I thought we'd actually take this opportunity to talk about some of the Patreons that are kicking around this month because. And this is kind of important as to the topic of the episode, which is release speed and release fatigue, um, which is absolutely going to be shaming Games Workshop for never releasing anything and uh, and supporting and, and 
applauding the third parties who never stop releasing things. And the first one is going to be the Brute Fun team. Uh, so Brute Fun's Patreon. Brute Fun, I think, is in chat still. Um, part two of the Skaven team dropped and has Glart and has Skitter Stab Stab, who makes a great hack flame. Or actually, when Skitter Stab Stab comes back, because he's going to come back, uh, you know, what's better than one star player gutter runner? Two which is amazing. Uh, so actually love to see that model. And I know we put the uh, the spinny cam on, but we do have the spinny cam of the actual team, well, except that I've lost my button. Where's the button? Go. I choose you. There we go. And then we move it up a tag. And you can actually see, if you watch it on YouTube, I've got these models that are, well, they're probably as painted as they're going to be for a little while. Uh, <laughs> primed, printed, and I absolutely love them. It's probably going a bit too fast on the spinny wheel, but I just saw an opportunity to get the spinny wheel out. Oh, I love this team so much. This is like, yeah, uh, it's my favorite brute fun team. Like, really is. I, I think there's so like, I mean, we are we love Skaven, but just like embracing like the clan scryer is really unique, and I just think that's super cool. Um, every positional is gold. So and Galar is amazing. Um, and he has a real heft to him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Printed him out. I'm just like, this guy, it's, put him in a sock and you can get a flail going with that. Yeah. Like, he's... yeah, it's pretty good. I uh, I definitely took him off the sports and thought, that is a chunk. I yeah. definitely didn't think I'm going to put this in in clothes so that I could assault people. I like it. I, that's, that's, uh, that's good... Hey, the old 40k metal dreadnoughts are the best for that. <laughs> you want to... Yeah, no, in, break in prisons across the world, um, <laughs> <laughs> bars of soap are being replaced with Furioso dreadnoughts, dreadnoughts and brute fun glart models. <laughs> uh, sorry, I love that. I love that. But no, uh, brute fun's team, if you've got a 3D printer, then go and uh, back him on Patreon because the teams are just so, so, so good. Uh, brute fun, um, I'm going to mention... I love what that thing. I've got to to admit, I'm not a fan of Skaven teams. I think it may be years of of nervous twitching, playing the Never Bay Nightmares, um, and being side-caged and gutter-runnered time and time and time again. But I I think this might be the team that actually gets me to play Skaven on the tabletop, and I feel dirty, dirty saying that. Well, you can get some practice in on Blood Bowl 3 trips, because, uh, you know... I did get your chat going that actually the next team you need to be playing is Skaven. Um, yes. I mean, they also wanted Ben to do another 24-hour painting stream as well. <laughs> yeah, that'll come. That'll come. So it's, yeah. Good, it's good news for everybody. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Brute Fun Part 2. Uh, Brutey, I'm going to talk about what you're brewing up next. I hope that's okay. Um, have you have you guys seen what he's working on? What the next team is going to be? Yeah, this is... I think purely for you, Ben. I think I, 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 I'm very happy. Uh, there is a new hack flame in part two as well. Actually, I've not printed him off yet. Um, oh, it's a goblin team, Asterix, with squigs, and I'm so excited. And uh, it's uh, like Brood Fun's working on it, so they could be a goblin team. But you can also change the parts in to be to be a fumble secret team, the fumble secret team for squigs, which is just amazing so i think what we're gonna have to do is get some secret league games in later on in the year we're gonna have to get brutey on to talk about it as well because it's always good fun we haven't had to catch up with him for a while so uh very 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 cool so it's great to see 
well, it's just blooming amazing to see Skaven. Great to see a team of this quality kicking around. And then, yeah, it's just awesome. Next up ooh, is uh, the Punga monthly release. They've released part two of their Orcs. Now, guys, what theme do you think Punga went with for their most recent <laughs> team? Uh, wild wild west <laughs> uh, you know it's coming actually no, you know that's coming <laughs> it is yeah pirates. um i i think i saw this somewhere i might have to google translate this to be sure but i think punga literally translates to anchor in spanish or something oh no would... it's like maori i think it's like maori or something it's like actually like a language but it means anchor which makes makes a whole lot of sense with their like theming if that is the case, but yeah, they do like their pirate. I mean, it all kind of started with the pirates, which was, which was a pretty awesome, awesome. Kickstarter. That must have yeah. been like one of the first big, true uh, blood bowl kickstarters. Um, let's let's zip that on. We got the spinny cam in there. Ooh, I'm gonna have to zoom out a little bit, I think, uh, because we got the the first two, well, some of the first two releases uh, on there. Oh dear. Here we go. Nicely done. Thank you, auto auto thing. Uh, and actually, I've been super impressed with this team. I I know they've gone hard on the pirate theme, but actually, with the exception of the goblin who is running around like Johnny Depp, which is just kind of brilliant, and the goblin dresses a parrot on the troll's shoulders, the rest of the orcs. No, that's not fair. There is an orc captain who looks like Captain Hook. Apart from Captain Hook, the rest of them just look like orcs with kind of conquistador standard kind of theme i i really like it i really like it i'm interested to really see like in the chat uh, as well whether people are a big fan of that um yeah some good stuff there talking about that the troll is wicked and, uh, go for it b i can confirm that sorry punga in maori actually translates to finance so ignore everything i said earlier i was wrong i don't think of where i saw this i might have dreamt it um so <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, it, it is the full mood at the moment, Ben, so dreams are supposed to be much more vivid and crazy. Mm. I like that you're dreaming about Blood Bowl. That makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, even if it is about pirate orcs. Or finance. You know, accounting orcs. <laughs> well, be the next I mean, given, given your, 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 your fiancé's uh, kind of career path, that makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, that's what's Yeah. Anyway. Uh... You can at least say you were listening. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just half asleep listening thinking about blood bowl listening to his wife uh yeah <laughs> and the dreams happen and combine the two um what do you think trips so i i really like this team i think we've had lots of the the pirate theme but uh a pirate orc theme works really well um and i've got to say that seeing them on the spinner like that well that's almost three colors so that's like absolutely tabletop ready for you ben well you know i went to uh, entoyment and i bought some more paints so i was good i was good and then i used the paints two different colors and there's another color coming up as well in a second uh, as soon as i can actually get the page to open let's filters and go down the next bit of Blood Bowl news is the Torchlight Lizardman team. Have you guys had a chance to look at the Torchlight team? Yeah, it's cool, actually. Yeah. Is that to scale the Crocs to the rest of the team? Oh, no, it is not, Ben. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would if be only there was one we could see. 
<laughs> yeah, give me a, give one one moment, please. Um, yeah. yeah, so the team is very cool. They've got all the positionals. They've got two different Croxagore styles. Uh, no, one different Croxagore, two different Saurus styles. So you've got like six Sauruses with a crocodile head, six Sauruses with a standard kind of lizard man head. Um, and... Well, that's good because that's the worst thing about the GW set is you've basically... It's all so samey for the lizards. They're lovely models, but it's just a little bit plain. <laughs> there we go. Let's get the spinner on the go. And I think, yeah, so the team is is really cool. Uh, it's Torchlight. Torchlight are quite a cartoony. Um, well, they are very cartoony, which actually in some places is really good. I really like it. It's kind of really like, I mean, the corn team that we use for sevens is Torchlight. And I, I flipping love it. Like, I know the Grebo corn team is technically the best one out there, but I, I actually love the Torchlight one more than any other corn team, which it just it's just charming in its own little way. Um, uh, So the design of this team is is uh, is charming and cartoony in its own little way. Actually, uh, and Andrew, you did, I think, put a, a little uh, comment earlier because I got confused when I did the print pitch. I couldn't remember what the, um, the crest was called of the skink, so I referred to it as a head wing which uh it's the headwing headwing yeah for the for the skinks they've got like they've got like arm wings and i was like i, I couldn't remember so i just went with headwing um not headwig now scale wise uh what do you think would be bigger a saurus or a goblin uh, i would expect a saurus i think you would imagine so so 100 scale uh, that is a Saurus in the orange, and that is Ooh. Brady spinning around in his fine livery. Ooh. Yeah, man. I printed them out. And I was they like, are small. They, they are very small. The skinks are probably about right. They feel a little bit smaller than you'd want, but skinks are skinks are small, right? So it's not too bad. Uh, but the 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 the, the Sauruses are just wee little things. Yeah. That's an upscale job, I think. Ooh, that's a chunky yeah. boy of an upscale. Like you can bolster stuff up like 110% to make it like beefy, but that's that's a that's a legit size up. That's like 125% to actually make him remotely the size of a black orc or something. Which I yeah, I, I tidied my desk, and now I don't. <laughs> the worst thing I've normally just got like assorted models around of different <laughs> scales on the desk. Uh, I tell you what, we will do as a size comparison is use. Glottal stop. Because... Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, glottal stop. That's yeah. Uh, uh, so it's um, it's an interesting one. It's a cool team. And, you know, more Blood Bowl is more better, which is the theme of tonight's episode. Uh, but um, I feel like the, the scaling's a little bit off. Uh, Pre-subs work nicely, though, which is good. It's always nice when you can just print your models without too much difficulty and uh the only one we're going to touch on today is the ugni um team so ugni brute fun uh punga they're all working on a two month cycle punga tend to go three months um and ugni dropped a renegade team last month and now have dropped a full-on support staff uh, which is just a bunch of star players. Ugly tends to do this every now and again. It's just like, I want to make a bunch of star players. Very much like Brute Fund did the other month for the Badlands Brawls guys. So we've got a Lord Borak. There's a Zug. And uh, looks like a couple of redone versions of the big guys from the 
excuse me, from the Renegades team and some cheerleaders. I thought it was worth the mention because uh, the ball rack in the middle there, I don't know if you guys can see him all right, I think is... I like, love that ball rack. <laughs> uh, ball rack and Zug, I think, are, are really, really, really good fun. Um, yeah. Ugni has this, like, sketchy style. Not sketchy as in dubious. Sketchy as in, like, from an artistry point of view. You know, like, Torchlight is crayons. Um, Ugni is just got this, like, sketchy vibe to it. <laughs> crayons in a good there's a lot way, of detail right? yeah yeah a lot of detail and the renders are really good actually like i, I like how they they render them um very photographic hmm. uh yeah so it's cool i thought i'd mention it because it's pretty decent and they'll be up on our web store as well because uh along with brute fun and punga we also have the ugni range being added as we go uh i won't put anything on the store that i don't know i can print well um because it's important that actually we print things, and the, the things that are printed are good. That's quite important. Right, last bit we got going on is a Kickstarter, uh, which I thought was quite appropriate for kind of Blood Bowlers and Dungeon Bowly things. Uh, trips, I'm actually a little bit surprised. Well, I guess it's not fa It's not futuristic. It's not sci-fi terrain, isn't it? No. <sighs> so uh, this is the My Dungeon Underground Adventures 3D STL Tiles Terrain. Now, they've got 10 days to go as we're recording. It finishes up on Saturday, March 18th. And it is a big old Kickstarter full of cave tiles, basically. Cave tiles and terrain. And uh, we've actually got some STLs of this that I would be printing if both my printers hadn't died today. So that's a sad thing that I'll complain about in the hobby section in a minute. Um, but they're kind of built... It's a 25 mil scale, but the beautiful thing about 3D printing is you can just scale it up. And the terrain is really flat and therefore incredibly usable for Dungeon Bowl. We've seen the MG Pix one. It's been great. We've got the old um, uh, Mole Man one as well from Kraken Studios. None of that's caverns and caves with kind of like pools of water and stuff like that. So I saw this thought actually that's that's really quite interesting so we've got we've got a hold of some stls so we'll be doing a test print and uh, we'll get a little review video out for the kickstarter because they come in two by two chunks basically so most dungeon ball sets are going to be pretty easy to figure out um gotta yeah. be careful with the walls but i, I i'd completely miss this now ben i know you're a bit of a D, &D fan um the question for you is do you use models and terrain when you D, &D? uh i don't but i dream of it so <laughs> i want to desperately but i actually haven't yet done so uh yeah i spent a lot of money on doing so without actually doing so, so. oh yeah that sounds that sounds yeah, yeah that sounds like a hobby gaming but no, i mean look at this this layout here um i just have dreams of brewing up either like a straight up blood bowl pitch a sevens pitch a street bowl pitch in a cave uh or just a dungeon ball segment because that's a cool thing about dungeon ball is actually you can just do segments of it so now we've seen this cave terrain the uh you know dungeon three um has got like a a, a low bit in two of the bits so actually it might use some of this cave terrain for the low bits and mix it in with the mg picks tiles for for dungeon three for the series because it would be a really cool, like, right, caves at the bottom, brewing up to the the rooms, and then the bridge at the top to just kind of give that height, that that height element. I think would be really cool. That'll be so fun. 
would awesome. work really well. And you could you can almost see how you can you could build a cave, set of caves with a, a a sort of underground dungeon bowl, or probably just a sevens pitch inside it, something like that, and get the older uh, undead team out on it and uh, the dark elves, and uh, that would be the theme. That would be absolutely awesome. And that's this is some this is the the thing I I love about Dungeon Ball. Uh, not necessarily compared to Elevens because the gameplay is very kind of different, right? But I love wargaming and I love the terrain element of wargaming. And Blood Bowl doesn't have that. You can have some cool stadiums and stuff, but it really doesn't have terrain until you do something like this, like play some Dungeon Ball or something. Yeah. And it's just that ah, oh, it's just that sweet spot for me of of like a cross like immersion. Like yeah, it's a big dive into immersion, and I really like that as well. Yeah, yeah, very. Like very playing cool. on that death bowl pitch we did was awesome. I oh, love that. Oh, that was... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I love an excuse to just print something unnecessary as well. Uh, that death bowl <laughs> pitch was great. We we really do need to play. Make sure we use it again because that was one of Tiff's caveats. She was like, "Where's that going to live?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, in the office, the shed, the garage, our bedroom, somewhere." Uh, and she's like, "That's fine. Yeah. Just, as long as you're going to use it." And I'm like, "Yes, we'll definitely yeah. not just use it the one time." <laughs> oh, in, in that case, we'll definitely have to use it again just to prove the point. <laughs> yeah. At least twice a year, I think. Um, but no, that's a, it's, a, it's a brilliant one. So there's some really cool stuff going on for Blood Bowl. Uh, and uh, this is the point where we just want to say a massive thank you to everybody out there listening. We've got Patreons in the chat today, which is wicked. Everybody who joins, likes the videos, joins us for live streams. Uh, and of course, uh, those YouTube members and Patreons who help us out and means that we can do silly things like print out entire dungeons and make cool videos that's kind of our goal so uh we've had a few new folks in the last couple of weeks we've got huge on scott adam De- adam De alessandro kieran uh charles pickled blowfish dallas uh Sigurda, kane tucker william steelwell Stuart, Eka, erica r guy pasco chris uh, merrick amanda shepherd john flippance robert elric uh kettle on sonna matt brian and mikhail avermark who've just joined our crew thank you very much to everybody supporting um it's awesome we love it and i've got to be honest with you patrons are doing an outrageously good job at the moment of building up some dungeon ball rosters uh i was kind of looking at i was looking at college of shadow and i was kind of like i am not inspired by this even in the slightest i was like the standard college i was just like oh i just wish it was either a skaven team or a goblin team that dark elves are great trips i know you're gonna you know but very good yeah just you need a bit of bit of something special and i was looking at it i was like this is rubbish i was like right okay to the patreons guys we need a good roster and they pulled out a couple of really clever ones uh spoiler alert there is going to be an assassin this time around uh, nice i know i thought really actually, open for that. that's clever like that's clever that's clever techers yeah. um which is really 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 cool um so really good stuff just want to do a quick chat in chat before we bounce on over to hobby uh andrew says i have the brute fun savage goblins painted up to make an underworld team with the skaven nice uh karen says leave it to brunt <laughs> brute fun to make miniatures you can weaponize yeah i mean i think the the crocs are gore um the crocodile crocs star that brute fun did is probably the most weapon like of any miniature uh that's just an absolute beauty uh troll looks great um would orcs know how to sail yeah definitely man of war in the olden times the orcs had a great sailing fleet 
um uh and uh brute fun says question since you touched on the store slash printing how is the endeavor working out overall yeah it's brilliant i mean it, it's it's going really well it's really good fun um we get to kind of provide awesome blood Bowl models out there so like really 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 happy with that uh it says can't super chat on a private stream no you being a patreon is the super chat that we need uh yes. yeah <laughs> karen says i enjoy having brute fun models so easily accessible to me seeing them on the shop is great stuff and anthony says morning from melbourne and baron says now i can get it straight from you guys so it's a it's a, it's a great it's a great thing it's been a lot of fun and um yeah it's always fun to have a reason to go and print models um, but I tell you what, guys, let's take a very quick break and talk about hobby. Right, magical. I'm going to put the spinny plate back on because I love the spinny plate. Hopefully it's not making anyone motion sick. Um, oh, I broke Actually, it. I'm just going gonna... to be right back. Like two minutes. Uh... Okay. Let's chat. Let's chat or something. Hello. <laughs> it's, it's fine, Ben. <laughs> we release you. Yes. Uh, oh man! In news, can we, we just did... can we go, go on? We'll just say to chat while Ben is away. We just need lots of chat about whether mm. Ben should be doing more hobby streams because he doesn't believe that it's coming up in the chat. So. Uh, anyone wants to drop that in the chat then we'll just have to talk about it in the hobby section uh trips i forgot to pass it over to you to talk blood bowl three so i guess we'll just touch on it in hobby right i could pick it up in games and hobby because yeah. games and hobby and played in the tables let's make sure that we get out there uh i loved your stream trips i thought it was really good excellent good bit of fun i actually found it distracting i was trying to do stuff uh and uh, i got i got distracted much watching me roll ones is always distracting there is something about i don't know whether it's just like the the best the way you play that the ones seem to be just really egregious but i don't really know how you could play differently <laughs> <laughs> I, I could just play very very positional steady blood bowl but that would be just less fun. Ah, oh. oh, no, 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 no. I, I look forward to Blood Bowl three turning into that level of uh, correct play and elitism, but I don't think I don't think it's now. I don't think it's quite yet. Um, yeah. Carol says, isn't, "Isn't Ben supposed to be painting a cute team?" Yes, he is. He bought the SDLs. He yes. bat the SDLs. We need to make sure that comes up. Uh, brute fun hobby streams are great. Uh, more hobby videos by Ben. His Amazon one was great. Yeah, we need to make sure we flag yep. that up with him. Um, be great if there was a hobby stream of the cute team. Yeah, hobby hangouts are great. Glad you rolled some ones in our game trips, Anthony. Yes, of course it was yes. you. It was you, Anthony. Oh. It was an absolute gent, and uh, and didn't stream snipe you trips. Yes, he was very very good. But he popped in, say hello, and then uh, and then. And uh, played played me fair and square, which was fabulous. I think it ended up in a draw, didn't it? Uh, and two all draw, yeah. So cracking That's... bit of uh, catchers rushing off for touchdowns, and uh, me not being able to dodge <laughs> for the blitz. <laughs> right, let's bounce to hobby. Okay, so hobby, buying things, playing things, painting things. 
building things. Who wants to go first? You need to pass. I don't oh, know. It's going to you, Blood Tithe, because you've been doing okay, some, some real good, good hobby. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually not too much miniature hobby, but I have been doing macro hobby. Yes. Um, and redoing a room in the house. So I'd say redoing, kind of doing for the first time. Um, so, yeah, we moved house and uh, it's, it's this white box of a new build. And so <laughs> I've had permission from a very understanding fiancé to do up the guest room, like the spare bedroom we have, which is basically being used as a board game room right now. Um, <laughs> and I get to kind of make it like I want. And I had some ridiculous ideas of making it like a full-on RPG like tavern, but I think it's still a spare bedroom. And I think living in a theme park isn't really like that comfortable. Um, so I toned it down. I'm going with, I've got a mood board of dark academia stuff which is all really lovely. Um, I've got some artwork, which I've had for ages, um, uh, which I'm finally getting framed, and that's going to like cover the walls of one of the walls, which is currently like a dark brown, so I painted that this weekend, um, which is really fun. Uh, not really, but yeah, it's fun now, it's done. And uh, <laughs> just today, I put up, um, uh, and yesterday, put up curtains and new light fittings and uh got some old scaffolding some reclaimed scaffolding that i've sanded down and stained to make shelves with are oh, so exciting i love doing stuff like this and it feels like it's now like especially now like the curtains are up and um, it's like the a lights are in uh, now it yeah and it's just like once the i think once the pictures are up it's just going to be this like so cool uh, i've so got like really like retro kind of vintage themed video game stuff um and like fantasy stuff which is that the room you've got the octagonal table in? Yes, ah, so I made the yeah. board game table last year. Yeah, complete um, with uh, uh, boy racer under car lights. Yeah, I got some of the trips background lighting uh, around the table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm hoping it'll be really cozy and really fun. And um, yeah, we could even like record some videos in it or something. That really cool. that I, that I think would be awesome, even if it's just like a little 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 hobby room tour ben a vlog yeah, yeah that'd yes. be wicked we'll drive down to ben's house and just invade yeah definitely one of the, <laughs> look what ben made <laughs> there was no plastic cement involved uh no Ooh. actually super glue yes plastic cement no <laughs> no it's wicked man i mean that's just it's the best hobby of all like building a base of operations oh man that's just so good mm. and i love that trips he was straight there with like hey Here's a bunch of stuff you could print to make your room better. Oh yeah, <laughs> we we do do like enabling each other into yeah uh, excessive going. Mm, you could go there, or you could go five steps <laughs> past it. <laughs> oh no, that's amazing. Trips, how about you? Uh, well, talking of, of buying stuff and being enabled, I um, got some elastic putty um for airbrushing to to cover up and help me make my hazard stripes um uh, very much on the recommendation of ben so i was looking at some <laughs> liquid mask and the uh, elastic putty was the way to go and um in the attempt to get free uh, shipping i ended up getting um some additional um desk hobby storage which is halfway through <laughs> being assembled wood glue and magnets and all so uh, thanks for that ben i went uh, about hang about Hang about. There was like six boxes of them. Yeah, yeah there was. Like, yeah, there was. It's like, like a whole second layer of oh, on only, the hobby deck. Only seventy-five pounds to a free shipping. Yeah, 
Gotta justify this few get free shipping on my thing that costs well, a few quid. I, yeah. I was like, I can, I can have one or two, and then I was like, I can't have it uneven. So I best second layer all the way around. And before I knew it, I was like, oh, I appear to have clicked order. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, now there's some cool stuff in chat here. Uh what do we got? Uh isn't Ben supposed to be painting a cute team? This is Karen. Oh, hobby, hobby streams are great. Uh, more hobby videos by Ben. Is Amazon one was great. Ben really needs to do a hobby stream. I missed the first one. It would be great if there was a hobby stream of the cute team. Uh, hobby hangouts are uh, great. I'm glad you rolled some ones in our games trip. <laughs> yeah, that's Anthony. Yeah. That's Anthony. Uh, had a great time playing against Triple Powder stream a few weeks back. Uh, my painting motivation yep. is gone. If only someone would post a painting tutorial vid to inspire me. Um, yeah, I mean more ben i, I will do streams. a stream i am i'm actually really keen to do yeah. that again especially i've got i've got like a bigger space here so i'm more easy to set up um yeah i will do that i should probably do that cute team i did say on air i will do it so i will do it probably on a stream and we're, we're not getting a new, new team anytime soon so you can keep the painting skills going and then <laughs> the next new team you can show us all how to paint it as well um i am actually painting i guess this is hobbit i think this is been the last podcast i'm painting up something for milton uh painting oh, up a yes, yes. slanting for him um yeah i don't know if i put this on camera but yeah these are like bright as hell man i don't usually paint stuff this bright but um it's been a real challenge and it's been really fun that's really the that's the punga slan team right yeah the punga slan yeah this is part of yeah, milton's cool model. uh milton's not allowed to buy new models until uh everything's painted at trips was that his rule i can't remember his rule yeah he made, he self-ruled himself that he was not allowed to buy any new miniatures until he painted his existing backlog the problem is he keeps opening his drawers and finding additional boxes <laughs> and things yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah trips did you uh, find all those uh, little boxes of storage in the elastic putty in a drawer and by draw, I mean yes. postal yeah, box. Yeah, absolutely. They just fell out of the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, BT, man. The, the Slan team is a great team. Like, I really do it like is. the Punga one. I I think the Fanath one is... I do, I, do, I do really like the Fanath one. But as far as Slan teams go, it's pretty wicked. And I do love the colour scheme you're going with. It does look very bright, which is unusual. Because, you know, we paint yeah. dark, dingy teams on this channel. 100 um, <laughs> yeah. like when we did the amazon game i was like right bright orange brute fun lizardman here we go like you could put those it. lizardmen out in a car park and people would park around them it would be amazing <laughs> that's how bright that team was it absolutely put it on uh the pungus land team is great really nice to paint uh, we all have that rule about painting models. It's more like a guideline, isn't it? Uh, Caron there playing the role of the uh, Punga anchor, um, being all piratey about it. Yeah, no. I found that it's okay as long as the models are primed and uh, there's at least one kind of colour on them. Mostly brown, maybe a bit of green or a bit of orange. But at that point, the model's painted and you can move on with your life. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my yeah, rule cool. anyway. It says the man with three printers. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about printers now. I've got four printers, actually. Uh, the Mars one Ooh. has been retired, though, uh, because it had a hole in the screen. So uh, never mind. Uh, the Mars 2 Pro, doing a wonderful job. Got two beautiful Saturns who have been good as gold until I did some. I did a bad thing, guys. I, I printed using pre-supported models. 
without checking them first because like i have this rule stuff doesn't go on the store until i've printed it made sure the quality's right made sure the ringing's okay um because you know a badly orientated supported model can produce ringing that wouldn't be there normally right so you print it check it good to go bam you can go on the store i'm happy to do it again i was like oh these are pre-supported this will be fine and uh, they were fine the models were fine pre sports were chunky it's all right uh, i blame the print pitch videos um and uh i had a failed print yesterday yesterday today yesterday today i had a failed print this morning i took the i took the the, the thing off and i was like oh that's weird one of these models is just like cut in half i'm like that's really peculiar uh so i was good i took it off i i did the tank clean and i picked the tray up and then there was resin on the screen i was like oh fiddle sticks this is a this is a travesty um took it off uh did the little you know gentle scraper thing and it was all fine the screen was fine there's a screen protector on there as well which is great uh so it's all right and I was like, right, no worries. I, I actually ordered two spare resin vats, but I ordered them for the Saturn 1, and these are Saturn 2s, so they're not, which is really aggravating because I was like, well, I've got them so that if something happens, I can just swap them over real quick. Uh, so that was no go. So I was like, no worries. I'll, I'll send them back and order the Saturn 2. That'll be fine. And then I had a failed print on the other one. And again, the FEP had punctured. And these printers have been doing such a beautiful job for like a month solid. It was bound to happen at some point. And it's just like, I ordered the spares, but I ordered the wrong spares. And so, yeah. And so both the printers are out of action until tomorrow where the uh, replacement vats turn up and it will be good. But it's just like, it's just been like, you know what? I can't even complain about it because I'm like, the printers have been so good for so long. Got a lot of models out of those without any real issues. So it's you treat them right you don't use incense because there's um a high percentage alcohol in that building and i think it would explode yeah <laughs> but you know you, you you bless the machine spirit uh as much as you can uh but yeah so i've done a lot of printing a lot of printing which is wicked print to pitch videos i love doing them and this new trick i've learned which is just that people like to see the models <laughs> so instead of <laughs> instead of using just gray models that just blend into nothingness i've started using contrast to pick out the details and it, they just look so good like yeah and, and this yeah. is this is my problem is that i've just got like a variety of models that are just undercoated brown and then i'll move on to the next shiny thing but i love it <laughs> absolutely absolutely love it so hobby wise uh yeah been printing a lot uh i bought i bought a thing i went to entoyment i played a game it was a great game and i bought some necromunda uh nice. some palanite and forces because they showed the new dreadnought for them and finally i was like no we need to do this i need to get some i need to get some dread boys so got that on the go at some point i'm gonna find some they, hobby time they call it the uh the lawtometer which is just brilliant yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh absolutely awesome and uh hey adam pike's joined how you doing um i am very excited that the potential of potentially doing like a mini necromunda thing like half size oh, i think we're all up for that <laughs> yeah like instead of a thousand credits doing it 500 credits just have some like mini games to kind of get used to it and a club i think would be really cool um it's been a very long time since i've played necromunda like 1996 or whatever it was <laughs> back in the day um 
but I don't know. Seems like a bit of a rabbit hole I could fall down, but it seemed good. And then, very much like you, Trips, I've been playing uh, some Blood Bowl 3. But so have you, Trips. So why don't you talk to us about yeah. Blood Bowl 3? Well, I think it's it's fair to say two weeks ago when we last got together and calmly talked about the issues <laughs> with Blood Bowl 3 being released before it was ready to be released and it was ready working or doing anything than having a goblin run. I think we're three patches in and three server uh, maintenance fixes now and it's it's nice to say that it looks like about 80% of games are being completed and it is playable and some of the skills are actually working as they were intended in the rules and not inducing automatic crashes which um <laughs> was a bit of a problem if you were trying to row pro pro on a fumble or um frenzy wasn't working or mighty blow wasn't working properly um so yeah i've managed to play uh i think four or five games i think i've streamed three games and big thanks to the patrons who've who've jumped in or and those in discord who've jumped in and played uh, they've been really good fun to play uh, a couple of misclicks here and there but oh, yeah it's it's, it's in such a better game oh I, dude i completely agree i was um distraught i think last time just because of how just incredibly bad it was um and unplayable actually i'd go so far as to say it was unplayable at launch uh and then they did a well couple it was of literally unplayable because you you just couldn't get past the loading screen and it was it was getting to the stage where something was going to go through the computer monitor so <laughs> <laughs> yes uh and then they did a couple of patches i managed to play through the campaign i quite enjoyed it i was like okay that's fine that's good and then um i also did a stream i can't remember it was last monday i guess and had a couple of great games and it worked perfectly i would say i mean the thing is there are some edge cases kicking around like there are some skills that don't work but the games i played it operated perfectly and facilitated the game exactly as I wanted. Um, and I kind of had a really... Oh, no, it was Saturday morning, wasn't it? Did, did Saturday yeah, morning Saturday. stream. Breakfast Blood Bowl. That's it. Um, and uh, that was good fun, actually. I'm going to do that some, some more. But it was um, it worked great. And skill ups. Uh, played one game on the big ladder that doesn't really isn't really a ladder. And then uh, played a game in the, the Bonehead League as well. And I was just like, this is this is this is really good like it gave a nice little sight of actually uh this is gonna be really good fun um yeah it, it's starting to show its potential now it's it's no longer at the stage where you just can't wish and we're, we're probably winding ben up something ridiculous here the game it's was like, released. It's starting to show its potential four years yeah. after yeah. teasing and yeah it was it was definitely released three months early and it needed a huge amount of work on it and they're they're definitely walking back from a lot they've done particularly around <laughs> the shop which i'm not going to go into um but it does look like we'll be able to play blood bowl with the new rule set in a blood bowl game uh in the not too distant future for for more teams and detail yeah yeah i saw they're giving away the season pass for the first month for free yeah um as well they're giving a lot yeah brufan just put in the chat i walked back a lot of their terrible monetization the cosmetics are now not per player i just think it's actually like a really good example of 
pushback work. When stuff releases that, especially you pay for, like with pre-orders, I would say don't pre-order games. But um, if, if you did, this, this is a good way well, to use your voice. Pre-order um, but if like, there is a reason to pre-order. Like the the the, 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 the there was though it was for, that forty eight hour early access, which it's a reason for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was well up yeah. for that. Tiff pre-orders games sometimes because it means it comes with like it's like a Kickstarter. You know, there's Ben. You're the Kickstarter lord. You know, Kickstarter this game and it comes with seven accessories. Like it comes with all this. Extra yeah, stuff. Okay, you usually get with Kickstarter. It's usually that is the way to get it. I usually only kickstart board games where like that is the way to get it. Yeah. But um yeah. No, you're not I wrong. Not like it. You're just, not wrong. Just to, yeah. Yeah. I pre-ordered it just to play it and I'm really glad that I was a paid playtester for two days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they have refunded that in terms of Warpstone, um, if that's well value. I don't know. I'm starting to sound like a sorry nerd, but I will just say um it is a good it, like a good job on the community for saying, look, this isn't accept this isn't acceptable as a product. Um, because they have walked back a lot of things, which I think is really good from a consumer perspective. So keep doing that, um, and it, it, we're all, we all benefit. Uh, yes, that is bang on the money. Um, it, it does feel a bit like a, a, a microcosm of corporate world, like mm. just deploy it here and... Will apologize. Like it's the whole like we'll just apologize and make it better, like or just maybe no one notice. And if they notice, I just feel bad. Like brute fun, just put in chat. Like uh, I can't imagine how brutal that launch week must have been for them to give into that because I guarantee the people who were dealing with the abuse had literally nothing to do with making any of the decisions. And that's that's Definitely. that's yeah. always awful. And whether it is a country like doing something or a corporation doing something like the people who get pushed into the grinder are undoubtedly not the people making the, the decisions which is really like it's just oh, really brutal yeah yeah they must have because uh, I, I think a lot of the things that they fixed in the last two weeks they were telling us they were going to fix in the first three months so they have definitely crammed to to recover some of the situation i do hope uh, developers are compensated for that because i imagine there's some real crunch going on to go that thing what do you mean compensated? Uh, that's my concern they, they, get, well. they get to work they get to work on blood bowl then that's their job it's great wow yeah <laughs> no you're, you're exactly right because it will be the the uh what's the word uh what's the word uh fat cats you know see <laughs> yeah. them, them corporate fat cats that are just you know juicing the money um but no ben you're exactly right actually com not complaining but just not standing for a an unfinished product i don't mind an a subpar product at launch obviously i do mind it but if you know games workshop do this all the time right here's a game it's almost done um and it's kind of like Ugh, all right there's a couple of things that they could have done better and then an faq lands and well actually it tends to get worse but you, do you know what i mean like if something lands and you're like it's not quite right but they'll get it right that's fine but the way this landed we're like we've put all of our effort into this stuff here that everyone doesn't need and none of the effort into making the game run that was that was quite a really was, i think this this should be a really good case study i think of how not to do it and how to not stand yeah. for it so go socialism then yeah i mean always yeah <laughs> <laughs>
Shea Bloodside there. Uh, some great great stuff in chat here. Have tea sticks distraught, Ben. I didn't come across at all. Yeah. Um, hopefully they keep supporting the game. It was a Necromunda game that got abandoned as soon as the DLC came out and was pretty broken. I actually, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think BB3 is in danger of being abandoned. I think um, the player base is, is so... Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. This will be forgotten except for memes in six months time i think if the game carries on working and they keep introducing the teams uh it will it will it will be a great little community um and that's that's enough for me like that's that's fine yeah. uh, and i think we should we should point out on that front the community so we've got i think the last time i checked we had eight pages of of coaches signed signed into the the bonehead discord ladder which is great and every day there are people jumping in there and playing each other for games so really really nice to see that and uh lots of good feedback from people uh rolling dice against people with a, a similar mad mindset and actually that that links bang on to, to mark's comment here for for some of us dotted around the uk who aren't on the south coast with you awesome guys bb3 and its future is really important to us so i really hope it continues to improve personally i think we're going to see a good amount of stuff for the next month then when they upgrade the league and tournament access admin tools that's been floating around that will be great but it's the was it the november bit trips where they said they're going to do um oh uh what's it where you can like crossplay no 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 not crossplay. Um, that will be cool. um, the, yeah the um spectating mode. and replay mm. mode that's due august i cannot i am that's why i'm super excited for because then we can host worldwide bonehead tournaments on blood bowl 3 or something like that we can do coverage of matches uh which is something i haven't done for video games really since cnc generals was a thing and you could go back and watch replays of matches and it was absolutely flipping wicked so 2003 ben coming at you which is very exciting because it's 20 years later and i haven't i've just i'm just three stone heavier that's all <laughs> <laughs> otherwise <laughs> otherwise i've not changed at all um yeah. Bruti says uh to be fair because i've been vocally negative on the launch once they've implemented the announcement they've earned my money back they've earned my money pushback works but it also needs to be rewarded when uh when we see a pivot uh, yes it does <laughs> baron says i'd like to see a league table actually i love the stats oh, yes. where are the stats i know you can't even see a win-loss trips you went to look at the uh the never bay nightmares uh yeah just 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 tell me what my record is just, just no, but at least you can see where you are in the ladder, but you've got no idea how many other players are in the ladder and uh, how you've managed to get there. But maybe maybe in two weeks' time, you'll be able to see a win-loss. Oh, two years. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, quite important. But tune, no. tune in more for more updates in the <laughs> see that on the road, following months. <laughs> no, they, they just complain about it enough and they'll, they'll get to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It, it means that, Actually, you can play some games right now. You can wait a little bit longer, which I think is probably better. If you don't have it now, then waiting's fine. Getting it now is fine. And uh, it, we, we, there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Uh, Caron says, my lunch break's ended. I'll be listening while I work. If I can, I'll chat. I'll jump in. Um, uh, all right, dude, catch you in a bit. Uh, can't wait for crossplay and playing on PS4 like no one else. <laughs> yeah, crossplay is going to be pretty wicked. And I guess, you know, we'll... Uh, We'll keep it updated. But I think that wraps it up for Hobby. Uh, unless you guys have uh, got anything to talk about. Uh, so. uh, I did have a game in the Entoyment League. It was a shootout. Went three all against Wood Elves. And I pulled off a tabletop 
one turn touchdown with my Skaven and it was filthy. And John, if you're listening, I apologize. But a double scold on a two die blitz to free a gutter up to go to three to two and a double scold. And then my guy got nuked and the ball bounced and Wood Elves, Wood Elves, and I was down three two. And it was turn 16. And I was like, all right, I've got to give it a go. It, it won't work out. Uh, and it blooming did. So I managed to pull off a one turn. To, and I didn't even look at my own video to figure it out. I was like, let's see if I can do this. Because <laughs> uh, I had used the formations videos. <laughs> I had them up on the laptop to the left. And I was like, right, Wood Elves, let's go with a bit of column. Let's do an anchor. What's he going to set up? Uh, it was a heck of a game. Proper shootout. John's John's awesome. Um, and my first non-win in the 11s league. So I'm now 5-0-1, or 5-1-0, depending on whether you're in England or you or US. So, good game. I didn't want to miss that out, because one turn touchdown. Yeah. Felt awful. Still feel bad. Equal parts ashamed awesome. and proud. Um, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Oh, sorry, I did have a league game. Oh, I did have a league game as well, as you mentioned that. Uh, I lost my streak as well. Uh, I went one all against Tomb Kings, uh, and three at club. Um yeah, uh, it was a brutal game. Uh, we had Rain, which Chaos oh, Corp against Team Kings wow. is no fun. He, he weather maged it on his drive, um, which was fine. Uh, I suffered. Um, however, yeah, it was just like everything kind of just went wrong, really. Um, so getting the one all was good, and it was all completely down to me taking dodge on the ball centre last game. So having my blodging <laughs> ball centre was absolute MVP. Uh, next game, oh, sorry, he casualtied three dwarves. Uh, which is quite impressive. Oh, wow. And my Minotaur. Um, and I am two Dwarves and a Minotaur out for the next yeah. game. You've so... only got eight fit players for the next game. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. Uh, might be time for me to come back to yeah. the league. <laughs> I was, was going to say, I uh, feel, feel like an appearance at league is now desperately needed. <laughs> yeah, I might get inducements, which is kind of crazy, cast off. But, yeah. Um, oh, that's wicked. That's wicked. Right. Let's go to topic number one. Uh, guys in chat, we're going to probably keep this bit to around about half past nine-ish as an episode. So it's going to be a little bit rambly, I think. Let's move over to here. Uh, and we want your feedback as well. So chuck in questions as we go. Okay. Everyone set? Yeah, we're good. Who yeah. are? Okay. So um, I bought Necromunda. I bought Necromunda because Games Workshop did... Um, a preview for a Necromunda toy. And then they did another preview for another Necromunda toy. And then they did another preview for another Necromunda toy. And there's a lot of stuff going on in Necromunda. And I found myself going, ooh, shiny. This could be really good fun. Like, this could be really cool. And then I listened to the painting phase. And they were talking about Necromunda. And they were like, just how the hell you keep up? There's like 17 books and all this kind of stuff. And it got me thinking about Blood Bowl. And, uh... Yeah, yeah, as you can tell by Trip's back uh, back cupboard there. It's full of the Necromunda books. Or the Calyx Cube. <sighs> yep. Full of books, full of goodness. There must be 12 Necromunda books in there, at least. And it got me, at first, I guess I went through... Have you guys, are you guys familiar with the transition curve? The classic no. leadership thing where... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure loads of you guys out there will know about the transition curve. This is this is like this cycle of life, Ben, where you 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 
you get excited to try something new and then it's awful and then actually after a while it gets better again you get really excited and then it gets awful it's a transition curve it's uh it's just awesome um and i went through that for this i was like oh that's cool there's some cool necromunda stuff and i was like hang about we haven't had a blood bowl team since july it's now month three of 2023 that is eight months eight months this has nearly been a year and then i thought actually you know what every week on the podcast we still have a lot of stuff to, to talk about in blood bowl and we still have plenty of like review videos and stuff for the channel i was like okay well let's let's take a moment to think about actually release speed and release fatigue and i guess the question here is that we're going to kind of talk about is what is the perfect amount because ben i believe you're familiar with age of sigma and 40k and trips you are our resident specialist games expert so i think i think is or addict i don't know <laughs> um, they're very close to the same thing <laughs> so let's start with where blood bowl is now it's we haven't we, we saw the last preview for a team in july last year uh and then they landed in september last year so that's now six months since the team came out we've got no previews or anything lined up um let's assume that a team drops in a preview in the next four weeks and it comes out may so we get a team in may and then maybe we get one towards the end of the year so as a starting point for that <laughs> papa z says good luck working out the rules books you need for necromunda i've got trips for that it's fine um and that's why i like blood bowl much easier to get into let's assume that games workshop drop a team and then they drop another team and there's two teams per year how do we feel about that tempo for blood bowl I, if if it's in a vacuum of Games Workshop, I think that's too low. I think that's quite slow. I, like a year goes by, it feels like quite quick, but in terms of like new stuff coming out, if that's like your only game, like that is really not that fast. We're fortunate to have third party releases, which we'll touch on. Um, but um, yeah, I think two seems quite low. Yeah. I'd agree. We've seen the the new teams come through to the tournaments and people playing the new team and sort of not the tournament straight after the release but more the next tournament as everyone's had a time to build and paint and figure out some rosters but then a chance to play with them through um and there's that that sort of that peak of everyone playing them we saw it at beachhead with the number of amazon teams that came but three feels like sort of the where where we want to be for bare minimum because i mean yeah as we've said it's been months and months and months well i mean we've had a steady dribble of star players to try and remind us there's stuff stuff to, to come through but it's been a long time and if blood bowl is your only game as you said ben yeah you've you've saved your hobby money several times over you can even afford to buy two whole shiny boxes of the new gwt now <laughs> yeah yeah you're right okay so we had um we had norse early in the year last year that's right right yeah. norse mm -hmm. was last year so we had norse amazons and then we had the almanac drop is that just is that this year or was that after it was around christmas time wasn't it it was, it was basically around christmas came out first weekend in january and we had the second dungeon bowl um box and, and minis just before christmas 
<laughs> Sorry, Papa Z saying, I'm glad we don't have too much Games Workshop stuff or we'd end up with teams of Space Marine lieutenants on the pitch. Uh... <laughs> uh, Baron says, I think a release every quarter or so. Um, doesn't always have to be a team, though, but uh, more than a Forge World star player or dice pitch release. Okay, so actually, Mark's led us on there to, to where where i wanted to kind of go next now originally games workshop said or said by their actions or said by inference that it would be a team a quarter or a release a quarter and actually they've kind of met that so we had the deathmatch bit we had the almanac we had two teams that's technically four blood bowl releases it did feel like three of them were pulled together at the same time the almanac the deathmatch bit which really was not a massive release uh or the other bit there so i kind of i kind of got salty i kind of got us thinking like well actually you know what like we haven't had a team in ages like what's going on like <laughs> and then uh, games workshop took all the community sites down didn't they where the blood bowl one was like there's no more blood yeah. bowl and uh, which led me to a great moment of like oh games workshops cancelled blood bowl i'm not going to do a clickbait video but that would be quite entertaining um <laughs> so ben from a 40k point of view <laughs> let's um i mean 40k or age of sigma whichever one you're ha you're happier with what in the way of like their releases that you need to play the game or that you have a different thing to to play the game I'm, I'm like a new team is not really a new team it's i would say a codex looking at the roadmap it, it's quite a different world in those core games right it's different though so with age of sigma and 40k you have a multitude of armies like you have a multitude of teams and blood bowl but it's not nearly as easy to jump to a new thing so, like, in Blood Bowl, a new team is kind of for everyone. Like, everyone who plays Blood Bowl, a new team, like, they, they are the market for that new release. And Age of Sigma, like, if you drop a new unit or something, which they honestly rarely do now, I will say that. Like, it's rare that, like, a random faction will get a unit. They might get a hero in a box set. Um, but it's it's not like, you know, you're an Eidneth Deepkin player and they just suddenly come out with this new, like... Um, battle line unit like they're not going to do that they just I, don't do that anymore didn't, didn't they do that for lumineth though like they released the lumineth the high elves and then like we're like oh we forgot to put the kangaroo cavalry in there we better put another book out within a year <laughs> i yeah i think that was, i think there was something going on that caused that um <laughs> lumineth was kind of like quite a core thing like yeah. they sometimes do they do this like space marines and then maybe like actually even like new units they, that is quite rare that is quite rare they might have like a monster yeah. or a hero no, you're, yeah. you're, single, single you're right. figures yeah yeah um but again, like those, those are only really for players who play that faction. Like it's actually quite, you know, people aren't multiple times a year going to start a new faction and buy everything. Like that is just not something that happens. It's there not, are some players who not, do. It's not really affordable, <laughs> but, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. It's a big barrier to entry. Whereas Blood Bowl, it feels like, yeah, yeah. Like I said, like everyone, yeah, like once a quarter, a new team. I think most Blood Bowl players would be on board with that trips what do you think about one team a quarter a team a quarter so i, th I think a team a quarter would be really nice because that there'll be that regular pace to it a bit of detail and it give you that time to get something out and, and play with it and four teams a year would be plenty for everyone to 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 do i think you'd find a lot of blood bowl players skipping one or two yeah. um of those teams because actually to get a new team, paint a new team, play it in a tournament, 
and then get to the point where you want to move on to an, another one. I can see why you wouldn't want to do that every three months because it takes me about three months to get more than a prime color on <laughs> well, a set of miniatures, let alone to to get to playing them in detail, particularly in league version. But yeah, a bit more bit more frequency would be great. I actually have thought about this a lot because i'm like oh it's been months like and i think we got spoiled at first with like that that new team every three months and it seems to have slowed completely down now and at first we kind of thought it was like oh this is shipping like at some point like the covid cargo ships are going to rock up and there's going to be loads of releases but from what we see in our tournaments and trips you called this out already there's there's a there's a release hangover of like six months right because it takes you a couple of months to actually get it to the pitch and then it takes you a couple of months to actually figure out if you enjoy the play in the team and then it's a couple of months of playing the team at the tournament i would have i think the perfect tempo for games workshop is in fact two teams a year but there's two things there and mark's called this baron's called this in chat here um, I think a roadmap would allow them a slower release schedule because you'd have a fixed point to look forward to. It's the void of unknown nothingness that bothers me, um, which is really interesting. So why don't you think there's a Blood Bowl roadmap? Because they do a roadmap for almost every other piece, right? And I mean, the void of unknown knowing nothingness is that like that, that, that little pinch of anxiety, even if they said, right, vampires spring next team winter so I, I think there's a couple of reasons for for it so firstly i think some of the box games and the, the bigger other box games so kill team and Warcry, they've they've moved into this seasonal mode so there is a real drumbeat of there's a new box or a new mini box and a couple of teams and a couple of gangs uh, and something in it and there is a real pace and there's definitely the the fomo effect of not getting the latest box in detail until you realize that two-thirds of it is the it's, same it's as last literally time. called season two like this is this is the most <laughs> seasonal of games that isn't about farming. But it, yeah but it's it's not a season of three months is it it's it's <laughs> no. it's, it's 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 not the same my personal belief for why there isn't a blood bowl roadmap as opposed to every other games workshop game is very much due to the fact that uh Games Workshop gets beaten to the punch by lots and lots of third party. Nearly I was about every to say other third... chat and on yeah. yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. The the other games, the third the, the third party aspects of them, yes, there are lots of, of STLs and print and, and detail out there, but most of it is around terrain and detail. Most of the other games are more pure GW models. <laughs> ben, Ben, would you would you do the honours of representing brute fun in that beautiful beautiful segue? Trips the the, yeah. red, the red backlight you've got going on is so Sith. It's just amazing. <laughs> by the way, oh, he oh, he's, happy. he's happier now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, yeah, brute fun uh, verbatim. Um, uh, if GW announces the next team, everyone jump on it to scoop them. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's true, and uh, you can blame them um like we we're really privileged in this community to have such support from third parties who produce quality often better um if not always <laughs> um mod like products than games workshop produce and i'm i'm i do wonder if that's had an impact on this current release that we're seeing if you know maybe they're not releasing so much because they keep getting beaten to the punch by this massive 
thriving third party community, which I generally don't think they could shut down because none of us would have any of it. So <laughs> like if they want to annoy all of us, they would start taking action against third party creators. And well, I think, yeah, they, they and just, at they that can't. point they can't. They don't own can't. fantasy football as a thing. Like Exactly, um, right? I know this yeah. because they shut down our Etsy store because I used the words Blood Bowl and now it's Blood Fantasy Football and it's fine. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. And 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 but bloody I... balls. <laughs> yeah, bloody balls. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a different store. <laughs> that's uh, that's rolling a triple uh, double. That's triple skulls. Um, I mean, you. I think uh, this sounds like a bit of a conspiracy theory. You know, I love a good conspiracy theory, but. Actually, I think you guys in chat and Ben, I think you bang on the money here. That if Games Workshop are like, here's a next team is vampires, people would be all over it. However, the rosters are so important. The actual positionals of Blood Bowl are so important. And if they don't release those or don't show them or don't necessarily show what they are supposed to do, then actually, if they said vampires are coming next, what, what, what would like, you you couldn't you couldn't i mean brutie could but you couldn't go and, and sculpt a vampire team because you don't know what the vampire roster is going to look like so they are protected in that i think the biggest faux pas they did was dropping that amazon release and being like here's our team and by the time they'd shown the team which is enough for you to figure out what's in it it was it was two months before you could even buy it. That's a massive window. Like Fanath were like, ah, oh, cool idea, bro. Uh, Thursday, I could order it. It was there by the time I returned back to the UK. So within a week of Games Workshop saying, here's this thing. Uh, by the way, we're not going to release it till it's cold outside. A third party had produced it, cast it in resin and shipped it around the world. And it's just like, okay, well, that, that seems like a bit of a faux pas from a, that, that seems like a mishandling from a Games Workshop point of view. Rather than a like, like, are we having a roadmap? Even if Games Workshop with the um, like Age of Sigma and stuff, they don't actually their roadmaps. They don't really show what's coming, do they? They put a, a no, dodgy they, little. They give roadmap. you an idea, yeah, yeah, and everyone's or a like, name or something. Ooh, is this going to be corn or vampires? There's a skull with a blade. This could be, you know, orc commandos. Um, having having something like that, I think would. And this is, Ben, I think this comes back to you and I talking about the seasons quite regularly. But I feel like we are in a period where we're, we're both rushing and prolonging what should have been and could have been six months of Amazon. And if they just, just kind of went, you know what, November and May will be a new Blood Bowl team. And then actually you've got that six months of Amazons where you can play in Lustria, especially because each of the spikes has got legitimate league rules, league special rules. I, I just find it really baffling how a sports role-playing game focused on stuff like that, with lore like that, doesn't just kind of go, this six months is going to be in Lustria. The rules for the Lustrian campaign are in the Amazon spike, and there's a new Amazon team and new star players. And then the next batch is coming in november so I, I just i don't understand it and and thinking about blood bowl 3 and how they're doing the three month seasons which i think is perfectly fine for digital by the way three months in digital is a long time three weeks in digital has taken a game that's just needed to be set on fire uh to a game that i i'm i can't wait to stream again right um but three weeks in games workshop physical land is about the amount of time it takes to order and get a parcel from forge world 
<laughs> by that time, you know, we've printed a thousand replacements <laughs> and shipped them around the world. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, 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 I just, I think, I think, I think Barron's called it there that actually uh, some kind of roadmap would, would help. Um, but Brutus pointed out an excellent point there that actually they leak what's coming up next. Uh, the third parties will get to it. And even like, I tell you what, as we got you in chat, Brute Fun, if Games Workshop all of a sudden say, uh, you know, here's a preview coming, here's a vampire player coming, would how would you manage that within your release schedule? Because you do a two month release schedule, you're working on a ridiculously nice goblin team right now. Do you go, right, month one goblins, month two is vampires and shift it over like that? Uh, Benford Games Workshop CEO. No, I don't like money enough, I'm afraid. Um, uh, I don't know. Anyway, to bring it back to point, the release speed of not knowing is pretty brutal. How much on the flip side do you think would be too much from Games Workshop for Blood Bowl? Not just from like a, I like to buy things, because I do like to buy things this was fun to buy it's still sealed check in with me next episode um but like from a gameplay point of view is a new team new star players every three much would that actually be too much for the blood bowl meta given that the naf apparently are terrified of new things and have banned a year's worth of star players I, I my personal thing is i don't think if it's teams there's possible things too much especially as they're not limited it's only becomes too much when these releases are like limited and short term stuff mm. because then consumers have to like choose what to buy. And then there's that FOMO and it's just overspending yeah. and it's all just feels bad. Like, but when they have these things, they continually produce and stock on shelves. There's really no rush. Um, I, I mean, I'm of the belief that I don't think there's a really upper limit on what we can do. And I'll, I'll like to come around, come back around to that after this. But, um, so yeah, I, I think with his teams, like they could probably do one every two months and have six a year and I'd be happy. <laughs> It'd still be less releases than Necromunda trips. <laughs> yeah, very, very much so. It's like Necromunda Friday every week in Forge World. <laughs> I, I, I think if it, was, if it was six new teams a year, I think we'd love that. And it, I mean, it would uh, strain the ability to paint, play, work them out and then move on to the next one. You'd you'd almost have the next one on the table as as the, the the next one was being announced. I think you would find most players, though, would absolutely start skipping releases and details because th there's a core of Blood Bowl players who play their team and will play their team uh, all the time and, and they're really good with their team and they play it through and that's, that's absolutely a, a way to play. There's players um, like us who've probably got more than five Blood Bowl teams and probably more than three of at least the same race. I was going to say more um, than five in, of each race, yeah. <laughs> yes, um, who who will go for everything. So I think that balance works. I, th I think the biggest thing that makes any release schedule work for Blood Bowl is as long as it doesn't get to the point where um, 40K has or even Munda has where it gets to it, where you, you literally have to carry a bag of books around to play it. That's the thing that will yeah. really impact it because you you are impacting everyone at that stage as opposed to someone who goes, I want to play the new thing. I shall go and buy the new thing. Good luck to you. Including forests. <laughs> that always bothers me is they print a lot of books that don't last long and it just seems really wasteful. 
Um, a lot of 40k be, books are like that. They're going to be recycling the sprues soon, Ben. Yeah, that is, that is genuinely good news, actually. Yeah, so, I thought you'd yeah. like that. But no, I mean, to what Trips yeah. just said about actually having each team, for the most part, be its own self-contained thing. Ben, is that why you think that actually essentially limitless Blood Bowl teams would be fine? Yeah, I mean... So I'll touch on... I, th- I think we mentioned it on a podcast like at last one or the one before or something like that. But like, is there anything really stopping the community kind of doing what it did before in terms of releasing stuff? Just like adopting things as a community. I know it's difficult to centralize that kind of thing. And we had the NAF, um, which kind of did that. I have the NAF, um, <laughs> which, <laughs> you know, kind of did that with like the living rule book and stuff. But like, especially with this like, surgeons of really really good third-party sculptors i feel like we could be getting so much more like brute fun's making the squig team or making squigs <laughs> for a team um and it's just like what's really stopping people from being like this is a rules for squigs now yep blood bowl's not balanced yep. just tear it appropriately and like it doesn't really matter it doesn't really matter if it's like Oh, we've playtested this for Eons, um, which Games Workshop claim, which I don't think really changes <laughs> anything. Um, but like they I just don't really see like why we can't do that. I think it'll be difficult to get a lot of people to adopt that. But you know, if we ran a tournament and said, Hey, by the way, there's four extra rosters you can use if you want miniatures, Rooty makes them. Well, um like uh, we we did yeah. that we did that with tombstone a couple of years ago we did that with blood with bonehead bowl yeah. last year with mixed teams and um george christodulo was running uh sevens with a beastman team in there for a while a couple of great boys in chat matt smith says could it be a development issue slowing them down like you just said ben after the remaining teams of legend what do you think games workshop will do just add more new teams um i mean that that i think is the interesting thing because because you know what ben said is 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 bang on the money but like, I I don't think there really is an upper limit. Uh, and will we see more new teams than than teams of legend? Uh, because you're you're quite right, Ben. There's nothing to stop a community supplement being like boom, and that's kind of what I mean. Like, hey, we're in Lustria, so here's some Lustrian teams. Here's a Snake Man team. We're in the caves the now. Team. Yeah, exactly, right? There's, yeah. there's, there's, this, uh, there's all this unexplored space um, that we definitely need to dive into. And it's going to start with the, the Squig team, I think, because I think it's just too good an opportunity. And that's probably going to be one of the biggest gateways into playing those secret teams is, hey, here's the team. Here's the rules. They're not official Games Workshop rules, but then neither is the Slan team. So, do you know what? Go and have a great game of Blood Bowl. And I am just super on board. Yeah. yeah. And if you look, look at the secret teams as well, on the secret teams, which if for those who don't know where to find them, go and look at them on Fumble. It's by far the easiest way to look at them. Three of those secret teams are no longer secret teams because they have been moved to official rosters. So... That is a pretty good sign of where they are potentially looking for in terms of inspiration. There's eighty more secret teams in there. <laughs> some of them are, eighty. Yeah, I always forget. How many some of them are, are definitely yeah. not yeah. suitable, but some of them are just super suitable. So yeah, the Corn Chaos team is now a real team replacing Demons of Corn. The Bretonian roster yeah. is now a real team, sort of. Well, the no Imperial Nobility roster is uh, well. Yeah. That's just a whole cluster, isn't it? Um, that's, yeah. 
And what it's was Nottingham it? team. And got the Stockling team. Um, Although, yeah, and actually the Biggins team, which was in the secret team, yep. is basically the Black Orc team. The Stockling secret league team was better though because the pump wagons had hands, yeah. so they had crap agility, but you could actually catch the ball and go for a Snotling pump wagon touchdown. They were ball and chains as well. <laughs> so much better. Like, just so much better a roster. That was an absolute highlight of a Blood Bowl year for me was getting that guy a touchdown using ball and chain. That's that's how they should have been written. Um, there's there's a great couple of things in, in chat here as well. If they release teams too quickly, they'll run out and start changing the rules. So they can start again. Um, would you be happy, uh, Simon says, would you be happy if they start releasing new versions of old teams? So six teams a year, but the next six are alternative humans, orcs, dwarfs, etc. What do you guys think to that? I'd love that. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I, I, I think we need to see more of this. I mean... Again, third party is kind of doing this, but like getting a new clan scaven team, awesome, good fun, makes everything different, spices things up. Yeah, uh, Baron says I think they recently announced uh, Warhammer Total War release mode roadmap works well. They're doing three DLC this year. They'll roughly map out when they'll be coming and hit a month or two before, and hint a month or two before. A few weeks later, to do a preview, which gives them the info. That way, the hype builds without giving away too much info and gets everyone speculating about what's going. That's yeah, that's that's perfect. Lars says, will Games Work branch out the Skaven with distinct clan types? Ben just called it because it is the most, it's just such a tempting way to do it. There's so much design space here that, I mean, I know that there's there's definitely a worry that um, they'll run out of teams, but there's so many alternative rosters that they could do using the teams and the, 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 the sprues that they have now. Like that, like with the Skaven ones, with an alternative human build, and then you've just got a lot of stuff that they could be doing with that. Whether that becomes a, I guess Blood Bowl kind of is is it's got a heart of tournament. It, it just feels like there's a heart of tournament play with Blood Bowl, but so much of it is league that actually I don't think they need to worry too much about it. Um, so brute fund did reply this games workshop is just at such a disadvantage uh, overheads minimum here no committee to approve my sculpts no no models to, to machine or test so third parties are just they've got the flexibility to do it um, yeah but again games workshop could be doing this so it's like if they're being beaten by individuals i think that's that's nothing to be critical about that's pretty awesome uh Mick, yeah mick t is, is is right if there's 80 plus secret teams mostly they're taken from games workshop law so i don't think games workshop is taken from the secret league i think they're just simply going to be co co uh, coincidental overlap yeah definitely like you you'll expect all those things to kind of come together i think the corn one is a really interesting one where they've got the law there's a fumble team there's the demons of corn team and it just all kind of came together beautifully um but i mean you know, there's before we even go into alt teams, there's a Zinch team waiting, there's a Slanesh team waiting, you know, there's a Squig Bloody. team absolutely waiting. Fortunately, Brute Fund's got that sorted for us. Uh, the Secret League also proves you can have loads of teams without disrupting the balance too much. Yeah. Exactly. That's it, exactly like, like I said, we did Tombstone and it was just more blood. Oh, it was, like, it it was, was no different. Crazy but... fun. And it yeah. was and it, and it worked. Exactly. And it, it just does. It just does. I think there's gotta be open mindedness and creativity. Yeah. And that's before this. you get into mixed teams and adding more teams into the College of Heaven so that they can literally have one of every miniature. Well, how many times have we broken Blood Bowl and it's still been fun? <laughs> No, yeah none i don't think oh, it makes teams oh no yeah but but, but see it wasn't it wasn't actually op broken 
Like no, that's what I mean. Yeah, like we've we, done we, loads like, of busted. Yeah, yeah, we've we've warped it in like loads of different ways, and it's still yeah. been blood bowl. Like, uh, that's what I mean. It's like and, and I say hack, broken. Hack, blood hack Flem and uh, Griff have have been worse. Like they've been more egregious than yeah, anything exactly. we've ever done. Um, yeah, which clearly <laughs> yes. means we need to do a bit more with star players. Um, <laughs> right, I've got a couple more uh, Patreon questions that we'll kind of tick on through. Um, some to do with the topic, some not to do with the topic, just because I think we'll uh, we'll kind of have it chat it through there. Um, uh, Trevor says, "My question: What one piece of advice would you give to new Blood Bowl players? Uh, find piece? find another find an experienced player who's willing to help you learn. That's that's pretty good." interestingly good a good little caveat here caron says i live in an area where there's uh where if there's any tabletop blah blah being played it's not being played at my friendly local gaming store i've tried speaking with the people who play warhammer and other tabletop games to see if they've been interested in learning the game of blood ball uh, but they don't want to spend any more on another game i've tried playing games at my friendly local gaming store against myself and enough effort to showcase the game and i've offered to provide one of the 13 teams i own so they don't have to purchase anything and try it out like that's proper question what advice would you give to someone who is looking to introduce people to blood bowl and grow a community of players where there seems to be no blood bowl being played that is a heck of a question. Uh, okay, so what I was going to say is, one, you don't need all the things. Um, what makes Blood Bowl so easily to get easy to get into is it's actually pretty cheap to get into. You need a team, and one person needs a pitch and some dice, and then you can play. Um, and I think in terms of getting people to play, I think um, sevens, honestly. Like, start small. Um, yeah. Like... If you've got a couple of teams lying around, just be like, hey, have you got a spare hour? Let's just do one half of sevens and see if you like it. Um, teach them the rules slowly. Um, we touched on this in the previous one, where it's just like, you know, show them how to move a player, then show them how to block a player, show them how to dodge a player and how to pick up a ball. And then maybe just be like, move some players on the pitch and say, try and get the ball to this square past the player or try and throw a block at three different players here see if you succeed and stuff like that just say little mini scenarios take what, 15 minutes to do that and then play half as evans and i think a lot of people will be sold um a couple of different angles you could go to uh is actually talking to the the friendly local gaming store's owner uh and just being like hey i think you're missing out i think you should be playing some blood bowl stuff um and then even if it's getting the owner to sit down and play a sevens game with you on a club night if they're available or one of the staff members like i know it's uh it feels like well their staff are going to be playing games and that's you know maybe it's not cost effective but entoyment do this really really well they get people to demo games actually once people start seeing a game being played it will spark up interest it absolutely will spark up interest and the other thing i was going to say is with blood bowl 3 landing now it, it is gonna creep up very much like dawn of war did with 40k like 20 years ago it is going to start seeping up and becoming more of a like everywhere brand. It's still, still niche, right? But Switch, PS4, PS5, everything like that, it's going to be around. Um, oh, Tim's Tim in chat said, "Is Dungeon Bowl a good gateway too?" I oh, this might be one. difficult. I don't think it would be. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say that I, I think Dungeon Bowl's great for. It's a Blood spectacle. Bowl players who like, yeah, who like D&D &D and dungeons and just yeah. generic fantasy and stuff like that. 
But I think I if think... someone was going the other way, it's a bit of a weird introduction. Yeah. <laughs> the rule, the gameplay is quite different. The rosters are very different. It doesn't easily transfer as a, a way of playing, um, and it's it plays very differently because of the teleporters and the the the. You can have two or three turns with absolutely no interaction. You're not going to get that in any other club ball game. I'm thinking of like, imagine someone who's like really into sort of like D and D, and then someone convinces them to play Dungeon Bowl, and they have a good time. And he's like, right, okay, remember that? Remember they've just played like sports ball in a dungeon. There were wizards and there were portals, and it's awesome, right? Imagine if we had none of that, and we just go to a grass field and we play <laughs> like serious sport. Doesn't that sound great? Mm. <laughs> so it's a bit like, yeah. The the one other thing I would say to help new players play, and this is going to sound really bad because of what we're doing right now, is but Entoyment do it really well. They have the the bone the bonehead podcast up on a regular basis, and the number of times I've talked to players, or even better, I've been playing with someone else, and someone's come on over and talked to you. Go, oh, you're looking at Blood Bowl, and how do you go? And the opposing player's gone. Watch a few bonehead videos about how to play and get into it because it's free. It's on YouTube. You can watch it quickly and then go, yeah, I just need that one box of team, as you said, Ben, because you need a box of team. Someone else will have dice. Someone else will have the pitch. There you go. Crack on. Yeah. So good luck, Karen. Um <laughs> Andrew's back on the money there. Dungeon Bowl is great, but it's a totally different experience to normal Blood Bowl. Uh, which I think is what you just said, Ben. Which is it is interesting actually, because you would expect it to. You could you can kind of RP it up, but you can RP it up, but you are then teaching them and coaching them into playing Dungeon Bowl, not Blood Bowl. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's um, I think that's about right. And yeah, trips, and that's what I mean about like seeing the game. Um, actually, having a game being played on a TV in a in a store is a really it's a, just a, a good way to kind of be like oh that's a brand oh that's a thing oh that's a thing that happens and actually it's going to start becoming a a kind of a, a thing um and i'm susceptible as heck to this i start seeing videos being played i start to see people playing a game and i'm like oh i know what i'll do i'll buy necromunda <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question there um uh, andrew says uh, after the recent patches have you changed your mind much on bb3 i think I, I can say yes i've changed my mind it's not perfect but getting there and i'm now at the point where i'm on the happier side of the you know uh, probably like a six out of ten seven out of ten where i was expecting yeah. to be an eight or nine but actually six out of ten is much better than the three it was i'm not loading up with trepidation of what's going to happen i'm pretty convinced that I'm loading it up because I can actually play the game, which is a very low bar, it's but the really bar was even bar. lower two weeks ago. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think what you said earlier, Ben, is if you've got it, you can play it. If you haven't got it, there's still no rush to get it right no. now because it still needs a lot of work. Uh, in three and it will time, go on sale. In three months' time, when it's up and running, if there's a ladder, if there are tournaments and ladders to be played, then I think it's going to start being really juicy and, and should be a really good experience and a really good thing to join in and, and to go back to Karen's point is actually I don't know man in a few months time like you'll see Blood Bowl being played a bit more and you'll someone will be able to go oh yeah I'll play some Blood Bowl I've heard of that game I'll give it a go I'll download the demo I'll play it for a couple of hours on stream and actually it doesn't take much to get you sucked completely in um Lars says which of the old edition star players do you think we'll see next well I think I think we know this don't we Trips? 
Mm. We've got the um, Aspirin Thorn, the uh, superb on the ball uh, pickup. Super quarterback, right? Super quarterback. On the ball. Uh, It does does everything you've ever wanted to do with the ball. Has he got Cannoneer as well? Does he? Oh, no, that was was the old um, Prince Moranian one. I hope you see him too. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) my bad. And then we've got the uh, um, uh, squid. Is it the squiddy guy? Oh, I can't remember his name. Crack and I, yes. Who's got a great voiceover on the game. But he's only had three plus, which is dumb. They they keep wrecking (laughs) people's agility. They wrecked with a grasp double draw and made him a a badge four plus, and they've got an edge three plus elf. It's madness. But we'll definitely be seeing those lads soon. and I don't know, Ben. If they do drop high elves, you gotta you gotta hope they bring back Moranian as well. Yeah, they'd like him. Yeah. He was solid. Um, uh, Rupert says hi. Really like that you're selling minis on the website. Are the plans to keep this going slash expand the range? Yes, indeed. It's really useful for people like me who might not have a printer and all the knowledge around third party minis available. Also, pitches would be a good addition. Ooh, the thought that pitches that's a that's a hobby project of its own. But uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, Gary says, my question, do you think desperate measures, this is a good one, actually, guys, do you think desperate measures in Blood Bowl 7s influences the outcome too much? No, because so I, I'm I, for me, desperate measures and the number of times I've played them or seen them play with someone else, it is a complete 50 50. You get a good desperate measure, which you can use but you can use it because your team is effectively less TV on the pitch to start off with, or you have a desperate measure, which makes you go, I should have taken the extra player. I, I'm with trips. I think they can be influential, but I don't think it's too much, especially because it's a real choice that you make when building a roster. Yeah. I think they're in a perfect position where they're not too strong, that you always want to take one, but not too weak where you feel like it's just sort of like just chucking money away. Uh, yeah, I think they're actually they're quite good. If the banana only worked on a two plus, yeah, then I think it would be perfect. That's the only one that I'm like, yeah, it's just, it's fair. just, it's just a bit. Ugh, all right. So at some point, I'm going to have a turnover just because. <laughs> actually, just, 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 you know, just give me that. Like you've activated my trap card, and on a two plus, it's a one. Never mind. You get away with it. Like I just, that's the only tweak I'd make. Otherwise, I actually think they're pretty great. Baron's got a great question in chat. Here's my ridiculous question: If you ranked every single lineman, positional, and big guy in Blood Bowl 2020, who would you rank as the top? player this lineman positional big guy uh gutter runner <laughs> probably uh yeah trips well, the gutter runner is frightening and uh i think the movement makes a big difference i'm i really want to say that there's a there's an elfin catcher or award the war dancer used to be the answer to this question but is is not anymore with leap having been nerfed um i i, I prefer to split the question out into the best lineman and then the best positional yeah yeah because the position is always going to be the lineman yeah it's the best lineman probably 
the uh, dark the, elf lineman. The, 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 the correct answer is gutter yeah. runner. I agree with you guys, uh, but I would say the underworld gutter runner is actually the best player in Blood Bowl. Yes, because uh, you true, are yeah. one step away from two heads, and then it's just no friends, two heads, no friends. Fair trade off. Uh, best lineman, dark elf lineman is a very very solid choice. Decent armor, decent speed, decent agility. There's the Wood it's Elf one who's seven, who's movement seven, which I think is is pretty decent. Uh, I would probably go so far as to say lineman, maybe the skink. Yeah, actually, that is a really good point. And I think I, I'm on board with that. I would you have a you have a human catcher for every lineman. So, well, no, a stunty, which is a stunty adj- human catcher adj- three plus plus. Everywhere. I was the skink is up there with the gutters, I think, as just being one of the best players in the game for scoring. Now, you know, obviously, you know, there's this but, but you know. Lizardmen have skinks as linemen. That's a pretty good team. Uh and yeah. uh the Strawl and Dribble are doing a pretty great job of topping up Amazons at the moment, which is actually a really interesting combo that I'm gutted isn't allowed at the World Cup. I wanted to see Ripper at the World Cup. I wanted to see Drawl and Dribble with Amazons be like this speedy, like, here's my two catcher blitzers. Here's Drawl and Dribble as my speed eight guys. Like, this fast-paced offense, and we're not going to see that, which is a bit of a shame. But, hey, what could you do? Um, Important question. Macy, Warhammer World for sevens. Will you be having any drinks as I need to buy you a round? Uh, We should... We'll talk about that in the Discord, I think, because we're going to go up on the Wednesday night, aren't we? Yes. For Warhammer World 7s. Um, Arrange plans based on like, when next we get week. It is next week. Yeah. Uh, the banana is lethal. Yeah, we all know Ben's is the gutter runner. It's just the correct normal underworld, Andrew. Yeah. Goblin lineman, always underestimated. Completely agree. Sadly, the goblin lineman has been usurped by the goblin bruiser lineman. Yeah. Uh, and the underworld goblin lineman. And at some point, hopefully, officially, we'll have the goblin herder as a positional not sure what skill they'd have maybe jump up uh you know just as that little 45k goblin yeah. herders with jump up because uh all the squigs have got animal savagery wonderful little combo if, if the if games Workshop made this a team they would give them a rule like all the squigs have loner but if they're within three squares of a goblin herder <laughs> they don't <laughs> that, that would be like yeah we, we should probably skill. add what what would Milton's uh, favourite lineman be? Well, of, other than an orc, because the answer is always an orc with lineman. It would maybe be the Norse lineman, because, of course, they mm, come yeah. with block built in, and Milton wouldn't be worrying about drunkard anyway, because uh, <laughs> he wouldn't be rolling the 17 go-for-its that uh, the rest of us seem to think is fine. There's a great old chat going on in the chat at the moment between uh, everyone and Tim. Uh, Tim's like, dwarf blocker. Everyone's like, Tim, no! <laughs> <laughs> they're good, but oh. I think their movement really hurts them as a lineman. So. They are good. Yeah. Uh, Drawl and Dribble are actually cheaper than regular skinks when skilled up appropriately. I know, they're excellent. Goblin Herder should have Fend. I did think about Fend. Uh, they do love putting Fend around, but if you put a goblin yeah. with Fend at 45k, it would be the same as a nobility lineman. And then you'll chain your... But Adj. <laughs> yeah, Adj for Stunty is... I mean, Stunty is a negatrate. Like, 
because they get splattered. Not really. Oh, they, get, not really. they get splattered a much bigger percentage of the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, it, you, you, any player with stunty, you can buy two of a stunty player to a lineman who will actually survive the game. Uh, Remember Death Ball on your dodge. skinks, Ben, and tell, <sighs> tell me that stunty with a negative <laughs> Yes, exactly. See, skink, greatest lineman. Oh, that was wicked. Ugh. I forgot about that. <laughs> no, the rest of us are still traumatized by it. <laughs> Off my face on Beecham's. Uh, it was wicked. It was wicked. Um, right, guys. I think we've done Patreon questions. We've done release speed, release fatigue. Uh, I guess that the message is the game is currently great. More Blood Bowl is technically more better as long as it's not rules supplements. As long as it's just individual teams, we're good to go. If you start introducing additional rules supplements like Necromunda, it's going to be hard. Don't do that, please. And third parties are probably the reason Blood Bowl is so amazing for a tabletop point of view. Yes. Because yes. even though Games Workshop can barely release two teams a year, uh, we've just had and at the beginning of this podcast with the news segment, Brute Fun, Skaven, Punga, Pirate Orcs, Ugni, Renegades, Torchlight, Lizards. That's four teams. There are more Patreons. Fanath, Bretonian. Te- that's five teams that we've just detailed this. So if if that's five teams per month from, from third parties, that's, you know, flipping 60 teams a year, something like that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll tone that down and go 50 teams a year and then, well, Punga will probably do a oh, Kickstarter. That's like, a few kick, Kickstarters, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're probably looking at 50 to 60 great third-party teams per year. So, and as Ben said, brew the rules. Play what you want to play. Yeah. And i love that and i think that's something we, we should can... do that we yeah. should do that at some point that would be a good episode topic yeah. absolutely <laughs> brilliant absolutely brilliant right guys in chat thank you very much for coming and hanging out with us hopefully uh oh it's just been great chatting with you guys it's been brilliant and i'm looking forward to seeing some of you at warhammer world next week i'm going to try and do a travel vlog i've never done one before might feel like a bit of a fool doing it but actually it should be really good fun trips won't be there which is very sad no and ironically the thing i wouldn't be there for got rearranged next tuesday so i could what? have <laughs> no yeah thank you train stark oh yeah come along oh, well. anyway come on now oh, i shall be now sitting <laughs> working listen, watching the chat getting extremely jealous <laughs> that is the worst uh and a final check in here um id chat network externality is a hell of a thing i don't even know what that is their own games workshop uh who are the most annoying linemen dwarf blockers yeah baron thanks guys great episode lars every time the fat rat comes around on the turntable i get the urge to print him uh do and then put him in a sock and beat up your worst enemy and with that bombshell guys thank you very much for hanging out and playing some blood ball bt thanks very much drips Enjoy your Sith backlight. And guys, we'll be back soon with more Blood Bowl content. Happy blocking and printing and assaulting people in socks. (laughs) Uh, In socks or with socks? (laughs) I mean, how how big are the socks? How small are your socks? Depends how long you want for the reach. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Gym sock. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, It's a good distance. Oh, Matt says they've cancelled the train strikes. Oh, trips, you may be having to work. Yeah, they, yeah, no. Well, they they move. We had to move the whole thing. So very annoying. Uh, Simon says, "See you in Nottingham." Oh, God, it's going to be good fun. It's going to be good fun. Right, guys, catch you soon. <laughs>